Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or vin and getting a real offer in minutes there really is no place like home and speaking of home carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my brand new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open and there's lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself, or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And every single month, my team and I will be going through the messages on Instagram, as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves, and randomly picking winners every single month. All right, let's get to today's guest. She needs no introduction, but I'll give one nonetheless. Her name is Leanne Rhymes. Leanne is an international multi-platinum selling acclaimed singer an award-winning songwriter who has sold more than 48 million units globally, won two Grammy Awards, 12 Billboard Music Awards, two World Music Awards, three Academy of Country Music Awards, two Country Music Association Awards, and one Dove Award. Leanne is now celebrating over 25 years as a recording artist, commemorating the release of her debut album, Blue, and she released her newest studio album recently called God's Work, which we talk about in today's episode. Let's get right to it. This is Leanne Rhymes, Art of Being Well. Leanne, I am so happy this is happening finally. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I have so many questions for you, but the first question that <laughs> popped in my mind was in preparation for our conversation today, the fact that you've been in the music industry for as long as you have. You won your first Grammy at 14 years old, which I remember yeah. that. I mean, I grew up like loving your music growing up. The mm-hmm. how like is you did you ever think that you'd have the longevity that you have in the music industry? I guess na- naivete as a child, you know, I thought this is that's what everyone does. You have you start mm-hmm. out, you 
you know, have this great career and it just continues. And, you know, as I got into my 20s, I mean, as I got in my 20s, I'd already been, I'm already a veteran in the business. Mm -hmm. And you start to realize how that's not the norm for so many people. And now at 40, (laughs) I realize how how much of, you know, a rarity that is Mm -hmm. to have this kind of longevity and for people still, you know, wanting to hear what I put out and care. And, but I think there's such a passion for it for me too, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's, I'll be, I would be creating music and otherwise other things, even if people weren't listening, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's literally a a part of my being, Mm -hmm. who I am. How has the music industry changed since you got in it? And do you feel like it it would be a completely different experience? Do you think you would still have the success that you have have had if you got in it today? Like the people that are getting into the industry now, is it more difficult or less difficult? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, I feel like the music that's created today has a little bit less of a soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's sad for me because I mean I grew up on I grew up on such a diversity of music and different artists and you know artistry was at the forefront of that. You know, it's always been about an image to some extent, but there were there's just been so many great artists over these decades, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I grew up on. And I feel like now it really is it's less about creating a body of work. It's more about creating a single. It's less about, I mean, I, there's songs I know, I don't even know who the artists are, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like there's less of this like heartbeat Mm -hmm. and I'm, it's more about things being crafted into this perfect box instead of there being this, this real humanity behind it. Mm -hmm. And that, that I miss, you know, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not that artist. (laughs) So I don't know if I would have been as successful now, Mm -hmm. you know, as I would have been when I started, you know, years ago. So yeah, I'm not really sure, but it has, it has changed. And, you know, the music industry, it's some beast. I, I, I feel like I'm now somewhat a part of it. I dip my toe in and definitely come out of it. It's not the the business side of it's definitely not my favorite part of mm-hmm. of it because it's so political and sometimes it can be less about the art and the creation mm-hmm. than it than it is like I said about, you know, this kind of perfectly crafted mm-hmm. box that they try to place you in. And yeah. for me, as soon as you try to place me in a box, I'm like <laughs> off the opposite direction. Oh my gosh. And social media wasn't a thing when you first got in. So I'm sure that's no. strange too, like being in the public eye, putting out this art, like then you had some off time, but now it's like constantly, it's this hyper connection. How, how's that as a performing artist? It is the hyper connection and there's constant, I love the constant creation, but on my terms, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to have to constantly be you know, thinking if I'm not, you know, if I'm not creating a TikTok or I'm not creating an Instagram post, like people are going to forget about me. Like it's easy to get in that frame of mind too, but I, I like to create when I feel inspired to create. And I think that's what a lot of people, when, when they get to know me through my socials, they, they see that what I'm putting out there is it's authentic. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's from a place where I was inspired to create this and I was for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and for, and for me, and that's, how that connection is formed, I think with my fans. And so it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that, but it's exhausting. Like it's, it just kind of rips all of the energy out of you and there's no space for life anymore. Yeah. So it's definitely a delicate balance, I think. Yeah. And having healthy boundaries, I guess, with technology, not feeling like the, the FOMO culture, I guess, is, is probably (laughs) so much more heightened in your space than many other spaces. Yeah. Have you heard about Zero Acre Cultured Oil? I freaking love this stuff. It is the ultimate healthy solution to vegetable oils. I use this when I cook food at my own home. I recommend it for our telehealth patients as well. Because if you didn't know, seed oils like vegetable oil, soybean oil, canola oil are a huge problem. They have been linked to widespread health and environmental issues, yet they're in almost everything that we eat. Zero Acre is here to change that. Their cultured oil is an all-purpose cooking oil with over 90% heart-healthy and heat-stable monounsaturated fat. It has more monounsaturated fat than even olive and avocado oils. 
and up to 10 times less omega-6 fats than olive and avocado oils. Culture oil contains less than 3% omega-6, while olive and avocado oils can contain up to 21% of omega-6. And one way you can help to balance and support the important ratios of omega-3, 6, and 9 is zero acres cultured oil. It has a high smoking point as well, which is really great, of 485 degrees Fahrenheit, so you can cook it without it becoming oxidized and inflammatory, and has a clean, neutral taste, which makes it perfect for everything from cooking and baking to salad dressings. Head over to zeroacre.com for an exclusive offer. Go to zeroacre.com slash willcole or use code willcole at checkout to claim this deal. That's Z-E-R-O-A-C-R-E.com slash Will Cole. If you haven't heard my recent episode with Kaylee and Danielle from ClearStem, you have to go back and listen to the episode after this one, of course. But they blew my mind on all things skin health. When it comes to acne, breakouts, and other inflammatory skin problems, and the things that people are using on their skin, they, they don't even know. It's really messing up their skin microbiome and the skin barrier, as well as healthy foods that can cause you to break out. Definitely go back and listen to that episode. But if you haven't heard about ClearStem, they are changing the game when it comes to anti-aging and anti-acne, as well as non-toxic products. ClearStem Skincare is a revolutionary skincare brand that again is both anti-aging and anti-acne with zero hormone disruptors and toxins. The brand was founded in San Diego by Danielle, who is the owner of the acclaimed San Diego Acting Clinic, and Kaylee, who's a holistic nutritionist. The co-founders met when Kaylee was suffering from severe cystic acne, searching for answers endlessly, and finally found the San Diego Acting Clinic. After doing their due diligence and finding that existing products contained poor clogging ingredients or toxic chemicals that disrupted hormones, they decided that their clients and the world deserved better. Together, they began with a world-renowned cosmetic chemist developing a serum that helped reverse acne scars, regulate hormonal oil production, reduce skin redness and inflammation, and increase collagen and elasticity in the skin. I love all of ClearStem's products, but I'm extra in love with their hormonal acne supplements. You can support your skin from the inside out as well as the outside in. It's called Mind Body Skin. Check this out. It is science-backed, and it is a great natural alternative to Accutane. Go to clearstemskincare.com. Use code WILLCOLE for 15% off your order. That's clearstemskincare.com. Code WILLCOLE for 15% off. I hear that from people that are in the film industry too, is that this sort of golden era of film, just like maybe the golden era of music is that in many ways, it's just different now. And it's so it it's like the art of it all is definitely, it's not that it's, it's still there, but it's just maybe not as pervasive, I guess, is the word as yeah. it used to be. Well, and now, I mean, you know, as a, as a recording artist back, you know, 10 years ago, our biggest issue was streaming, which it still still is. I mean, we, you know, writers and artists don't get really paid fair for, for the art we create. And now you look at AI and they're starting to like take, you know, take these songs of artists and like recreate this, the vocal and the track and everything. And it's like, where does it, where does it end? So, you know, I still, I still like to believe that there is, um, there's such a, a desire and need for humanity mm -hmm. and for that artistry in, in every field. Like I, I remember recently asking AI to like write a song for me and it was like, oh, that wasn't so bad, but like, there's no soul behind it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I still like to think that, you know, we, we need that and we desire that mm -hmm. and, and that we will be able to tell the difference between the two. And, yeah. and, um, you know, they're, they're human beings behind this art. And I think, I think, you know, fans want that kind of connection too, mm -hmm. that can't be, you know, recreated any other way. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm naturally an optimist. And I think of, I, I've talked to people in the film space where they 
almost yearning for this renaissance of this experience of going to the movie theater and just like it was for me, it's like going to the the record store, getting the the album. Yes. And there's just something yeah. experientially that you cannot replace solely online. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, think about the connections that were made in the record store and, yeah. you know, the the connection with your friend, like going to the record store, like you just don't have that kind of thing. And I think we really learned that through the pandemic too, mm-hmm. when, you know, going to a movie theater or going to a concert got completely ripped from us. And then now like to see people back in seats and being mm-hmm. able to connect live, people are so I mean, they're just so grateful for that experience again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been touring since I was 13 and trust me until, until the pandemic, I took it, I took it for granted many times where I'm just like, this is exhausting. I don't want to do this anymore. And then, you know, the first time I stepped foot on stage after two and a half years, it was like, it was like somebody just gave me this large glass of water, you know, and it was it was magic. And so, yeah, it it gave me a new perspective, Mm. I think, for those kind of connections with other human beings. It's so needed. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, you're, you're just back on tour right now. I mean, how, how is it going? I mean, what's it like to be back in front of everybody? It's, it's great. I mean, there's not, you can't, you can't create that human connection. I know we tried, we tried so many times during the pandemic to like, to do streaming shows and, you know, just to just have some kind of sense of connection, but you just can't recreate that, that energy that like comes back at you and, you know, to see fans just like, you know, moved and so in the moment and, and just, you know, enthralled in this experience. Mm-hmm. It's, I think for me, you know, over the years, like, I, I don't think I appreciated that aspect of it as much as I do now. Like when I, I have a real have a real desire to move people. I always have, but it's really in the forefront of my mind now. It's like my music helps people feel like Mm -hmm. to go places they don't normally go sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really my intention when I walk out on stage and it's a, it's a totally different experience with that intention. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible high. It really is. It's uh, stage is a drug. (laughs) (laughs) It's somewhat of a safe drug, but it's a drug. (laughs) Uh, I I can only imagine. And your latest album, it's your 19th album. I love it. I love the music, but I love like the concept behind it and the title of it. Like God's work, where, where did the title come from and what was sort of the intention behind the album? Wow. You know, that album took three years to make and it really is God's work. I feel like I I, I had a whiteboard where I had all of these. Hold on one second. My dog. Sorry. Hi, Fleetwood. Fleetwood wants to come in. Oh, uh, Um, (laughs) Fleetwood is welcome. She's over here on the couch. What kind of dog do you have? She is a mutt, but she's mostly Weimaraner and then a bunch of other shepherd mixes. Oh, cool. Sweetest thing in the world. Love her. But no, God's work, I, I have a whiteboard that I kind of start every project with where I where I put all the titles that I've written down on my notes on my phone. And I had like 30 titles and God's work was on there. And I was like, I was looking at all the titles and I'm thinking like, you know, it, God's work felt like the umbrella and everything falls under that. And, you know, these, we, we wrote so much of this record in the middle of the pandemic. And I, I really think we tapped into this collective experience we were all having and, it's such an emotional roller coaster from rage to joy to, you know, getting back in touch with our innocence to, you know, questioning, questioning life's bigger questions about why we're here. And, you know, God, if it's going to be like this, just please take me. Like, I know so many of us had those emotions, like, you know, during this time. So it's not a, it's not a fluff album. <laughs> it's a pretty heavy record, but it really does take you on an emotional journey. And, it took me on one creating it. And it was, I, there's some songs on this record. I still, I can't sing live yet because every time we practice them in rehearsal and I just ball, I wow. just like, I'm so moved by them. So maybe one of these days I'll get to a few of those live, but it's a, uh, it's such an experience for me. Wow. So it's a visceral, very personal, yeah. what song right now are you having, like you could, you can't perform at this point because it's so personal. So I don't know if it's because it's pers- so personal, but it just moves me to no end. There's a song called Something Better's Coming. And it's it's just about the hope for all of us. Like something better is is here already. And it, we can't get caught up in 
the gravity of the moment that it's that there's something else here and that there's this will change and for the better. And it's that that faith and hope in 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 humanity. Mm -hmm. And it's such this like joyous. And I think sometimes the joy can even make me more emotional Mm -hmm. and the faith and that that belief, you know, it's because people feel, you know, I see it. People are people are just don't even know. God, we we don't even know which end is up at this moment in time. And I think to have had that come through me, because I, I see myself, you know, as a creator, as a vessel. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always in, incredibly amazed by the creation process of having these titles and something creating this record out of thin air, you know, mm-hmm. and being that vessel for these stories to come through. And to be able to bring that kind of hope into this moment is just so powerful. It's just, it's, I I don't even know how to explain it. It is such a visceral experience for me. So that's definitely one of those that, yeah, I'll get to eventually. (laughs) I'm waiting for the day. So what, I mean, obviously like God's work and even hearing you talking like this sort of deeply spiritual compass that you have and this sort of knowingness that you have, where did that come from? Was it, was it you, were you always a spiritual person? Has that evolved? And if it's evolved, like how, how has it evolved? Yes, it's definitely evolved. I think I've always been, I think we're all spiritual people. Mm -hmm. Like we're all, you know, we're all souls and spirits. And I don't think that can ever be, we can ever be disconnected from that. We can lose sight of it. And I think as a child, as, as children, I actually write about this on a song called Innocent on the record. And it's like as children, we're these, you know, we are, as we come out and into this world, we are the closest thing, you know, to the other side that we will ever be. And, you know, then we start to get these, we start to get fragmented from all of the outside noise from, you know, what our parents feed us, from what society feeds us. And we, we've been told so many times that we, we lose that innocence. And I don't believe we do. I believe it's always there. And it's just getting reconnected with that piece of us that is, that is untainted. And so for me, I think I I had such a deep sense of of spirituality and connection to to something greater than me as a child. And I was I was raised Southern Baptist and nothing against organized religion to each their own, but it was definitely not the path for me. You know, I had so many things that I internalized around, you know, my own sexuality and you know, being so sinful and all the things. And it really is, it messed with my mind for mm-hmm. a very long time. And so in my early thirties, I started, um, I started breath work actually. Mm. And breath work was the first thing that really like blew me wide open to, to something else, to something greater than me, to something inside of me. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, it was just kind of like, what can I read? What can I get my hands on? Like, how do I learn more about, you know, my body, my physical, mental, spiritual connection and how all of those are lined up and how, you know, they're not separate from one another. Mm. And so it's just been this, you know, decade basically for me of getting really complicated and then making it all simple, you know? And I think this album was really the culmination Mm. of all of these big questions that I've asked myself and, you know, really, I feel like our humanity has been so stripped out of that idea of, of spirituality. And for me, it was about how can I, how can I bring that humanity back? Mm -hmm. And from a place of wholeness, from a place of spirit and and soul and human, Mm -hmm. how do, how do I then start from there? And so, you know, it really has been about coming back down into this thing and, and being a vessel for, for, you know, the connection that I have that's outside of here. So it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful journey. It, it, Frustrating at times, yeah. but it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's like, it's, I always tell patients healing is nonlinear, but it's one that if you stay consistent with it and just, you know the why, and you stick to that North thing, beautiful things will come out of that. One of the top things that we see at the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center are people that have different hormonal problems and it's impacting their sex lives. There's so much stigma around this and I hope that through conversations that we have on the podcast as well as 
articles that I've written over the years on drwillcole.com is that we really can destigmatize sexual wellness. A product that many of my telehealth patients love to support sexual wellness from the outside in is Foria. People may not think that they need extra help in the bedroom, but will be pleasantly surprised by how much more pleasurable and connected their sexual experiences can be with Foria. Foria is here to help you have really good sex and more of it. They create award-winning products to support intimate experiences across every stage of your life, from menstruation to menopause. So if you're dealing with hormonal problems, if you have painful, uncomfortable sex, or you're just looking to enhance your sexual wellness, you have to check out the products from Foria. These products are made with liquid coconut oil for long-lasting moisture and 400 milligrams of CBD for enhanced relaxation. The sex oil is great for solo or partner sex. Apply as much as you want, as many times as you want during sexual intimacy. I can read insanely glowing reviews from Foria's website all day. I recommend you check them out, actually. But you really just have to try the formulas for yourself to truly understand. And I highly, highly recommend that you do. The good news is that Foria is offering a special deal for the Art of Being Well listeners right now. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash or use code willcole at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash willcole for 20% off your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil. You'll thank me later. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. Inside Tracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan and how to live healthier, longer. Inside Tracker can also calculate your biological age. I love this. It's what they called inner age 2.0. You can actually see the rate at which you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing I love most about Inside Tracker is that they actually give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like what foods to focus on based on your labs what supplements are best for you and your body based on lab data, and what workouts and other lifestyle choices are best for you based on your own bio-individuality. You all know my day job is running the Functional Medicine Telehealth Center, so I love looking at labs, I love looking at data, and this is great because even if you don't have access to a functional medicine doctor, Inside Tracker is providing you information about your body, and look, if someone ends up being one of our telehealth patients, I love if they already have inside tracker data. So I have something to talk about on that initial consultation, even more, getting getting more in depth on that initial telehealth consult. And did you know you can actually use your HSA, HRA, FSA to buy any inside tracker plans, which means you can purchase inside tracker using your tax-free dollars. It gets better. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store right now when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working for you, then you have to visit insidetracker.com slash art of being well. That's insidetracker.com slash art of being well. You talk about breath work. I talk about the the research around breath work in gut feelings and how it just ancestrally the word for breath and spirit were used interchangeably throughout human history. Like the the Holy Spirit in the Bible is ruach hakodesh. Ruach is breath, and spirit is the same word. And prana or chi, like these things, somehow our ancestors knew that the breath was intimately connected to our spirit and the spirit. Uh, I just mm-hmm. think that's beautiful. It is. I've had, I've had some intense breathwork experiences. Like I had, I've had experiences where I've like had hallucinated and went through these, like I had this really incredible spiritual experience one time where I had, I was just out of body kind of in another place. And my hands, my hands were so intensely like 
on energy on fire. And I remember like my, the lady that was leading the breath work, she was like, put your hands together and see how far you can until you stop feeling the energy. And it was like my, I was out here. And I remember opening my eyes and thinking, oh, you know, I've seen, I remember seeing Jesus like with the, this kind of, with his hands out like this. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, that's what that is. Like for me, that was this moment of like, oh, we, we have that in us also. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, I look at Jesus in such a different way now for myself after coming from, you know, from Southern Baptist religion and kind of running the opposite direction. And now it's such a, such a huge part of my life because I recognize like those teachings are they're they're here for us when mm-hmm. within us. And yeah. so, and breath work has brought me to those experiences, which are amazing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's experience versus a doctrine experience versus a theology, yes, exactly. which is such a different thing. And yes. you know, the research of holotropic breath work specifically is how of psychedelic research and people tapping into these altered states of consciousness that we right. have entirely endogenously through our breath, which I just think is profound. And we're just beginning to understand it. And that's really what you, how you and I got connected was your love of wellness. I'd love to know, like, where did that begin? I mean, what did, were you always interested in wellness or was this something that later on in life? What was it? This has been like, I think I've always taken care of myself. You know, I was diagnosed with psoriasis when I was two and I have had such a journey with that. By the time I was six, I was 80% covered on my body. And so, you know, kind of really, I, I, I worked out and I ate well, but other than that, I kind of had given up on, honestly, on my health or being able to, to shift my health in any other way. I just thought, Hey, I had this autoimmune disease for the rest of my life, which I still do, but you know, I really never started to dig into like all the layers of, of my physical health. And I, I guess about a year and a half ago, I realized, Hey, I'm about to turn 40. <laughs> and I know there's this thing called menopause that's like on its way into my life at some point. And I stumbled upon Mindy Pell's work. And I know, you know, Mindy, yes, she's and great. Uh, she's awesome. And so I read her book, the menopause reset and something told me, I was like, she's going to reach out to her. And I did. And I think she thought for a moment, She's like, she's like a lot of people come to me that, you know, want to change their health and most people aren't really that serious. And so she's like, if you're really serious, you know, let me, let me guide you through it. And which has now been a year and a half long relationship of almost daily conversations about, you know, where I'm at my cycle and all these things, you know, I was never taught, I was never taught hormonal health. Most women are not. It was, this has been a journey for me over the past year and a half of, really understanding everything from hormones to fasting to to detox to mitochondrial health you know so many pieces like so many pieces so this physical journey of wellness has been a really like a very new thing for me mm. so let I mean, people are probably wondering like what's a day in the life look like for you i mean you don't have to go through everything but what are like the high yeah. highlights of your wellness routine what are my highlights? <laughs> I, um, when I'm home. Yeah. Well, so, so what's really interesting for me, one of the key components here is people have to remember, I've been on the road since I was 13. So my body with the travel and the stress that I've been under since I was a child has, it just formed differently. I mean, my very formidable years, like I was, you know, touring, doing, hundreds of shows a year and talk about dopamine highs and really low lows and like having no idea what's going on till much later on in life, you know, and, and constantly being in a fight or flight state and never knowing how to come out of it. And if I did, it was just an incomplete, I just went to freeze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, this learning how to be home and enjoy being home without being anxious in the slow and then go back out on the road and find health in that journey also is still, it's still a, a journey for me and I'm still figuring it out, but there are two very different sides of my life, I guess, in a lot of ways. So when I'm home, I get up in the morning, I 
I'll do, I'll have my, I'll have my coffee with my MCT oil, which I love so much. And I, then I do, I'll do my, I'll do full spectrum light on my face for 15 or 20 minutes while I do some breath work. And then I'll, I'll fast usually depending on what part I'm in in my cycle. If I'm on the last part of my cycle, there's like no fasting at all. But during the first part of my cycle, if I'm fasting, it'll usually be around 15 or 16 hours. And then I'll eat, I'll eat my meal and then I'll, I'll work out, go into, if I'm, if I have nothing to do, I'll go into my sauna. I'll go into oxygen. I have, we are, we're very fortunate to have hyperbaric in the house. So I'm doing some kind of lymph work in that time frame. So yeah, and constantly just, you know, feeding myself good food throughout the day. Yeah. There's a, is there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of moving components. And, um, and then when I'm on the road, like I literally have a biohacking bag that I take with me that has red light. Um, you know, it, it, it has, has like all this rapid release stuff that I use on my muscles. Cause I'm, you know, I'm an athlete mm-hmm. when I'm on the road. Yeah. So, you know, it's constantly, there's, there's something that needs tending to. And especially as I get older, I have to say like, it's different. Like I, I can tell a difference sometimes at different times of the month in my cycle mm-hmm. with my voice, which is a new thing for me. So yeah, it's a, it's a constant ever moving, ever changing thing. And there's usually meditation in there. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff. I love it. I love it. So let <laughs> I me mean, unpack a few of the, those things. I know, I think yes. you and I have the same infrared sauna, right? We, I have a sunlight and you have a sunlight. Yes. This is my favorite thing. It's talk about something that's helped me get in a parasympathetic state that is, has been so key. And I've, you know, battled anxiety and depression as so many people do. And one thing I've noticed with the sauna is if I, when I go into the sauna, it releases so many good happy chemicals that I can go in feeling like the world's ended and come out feeling like a different person in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's amazing. So, what's <laughs> your sauna routine? Like for me, I will, I, I feel the same way. There's just such a good sweat and mood boosting. Mm-hmm. I sleep better, but what's your routine? How long are you in there? 30 minutes, it sounds like, but yeah, yeah t- take me through your sauna routine. Sauna routine. Um, so I usually put some castor oil on my liver or is it castor oil? Yeah. Castor oil on my liver to get that going and I have things opened up and then I get in and I will, I love I love the sauna because it has all the Bluetooth stuff in it. Yeah. So I'm, I'll listen to a podcast or listen to a book. Sometimes I do breath work in the sauna, which is actually fantastic because I feel like it helps me sweat more mm-hmm. <laughs> if I get some intense breath work going. But yeah, it's usually 30 minutes. I, I try to, when I'm home, I'm in it, I'd probably say four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. And my husband's all into it now. Love it. <laughs> we get in there together sometimes and it's just a nice like... I feel like it's my little box of happiness yeah. of like, everybody leave me alone. I'm going in here to take a break. <laughs> I, this, I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll have like, cause mine has a little TV on it. I'll like watch a little mm-hmm. Netflix documentary or I'll meditate and have like silence. And my wife will come in sometimes. And we have like the best talks where we're sweating, sweating. Totally. It's, like, it's a bonding <laughs> experience for sure. It is. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I have loved and used Athletic Greens for a long time now. I not only use it myself every day in between consulting patients at the telehealth center, I also recommend it to patients. All my patients that listen to the podcast, they will tell you how much I love my athletic greens. AG1 is just daily nutrients that you know you can trust and also long-term gut health support. AG1 is so much more than just greens. It's all your key health products like multivitamins, multiminerals, prebiotics, probiotics, adaptogens, and more working together synergistically as one. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood support, immune system support, sleep support, sustained energy throughout the day, and so much more. I love that my AG1 is delivered monthly. Every time I'm traveling, I pack Athletic Greens travel packs super convenient. It comes in little packets, single servings. And I know no matter what hotel I'm at, I can get a Starbucks cup. This is my pro tip. Starbucks Trenta cup, some water, stir up my AG1 and no excuses. I know that I'm getting all the nutrition I need from my AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. 
Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is low in many people, and it's needed for your immune system. It's needed to support your energy levels, your skin health, your brain health. And they're also going to give you five free travel packs of Athletic Greens with your first purchase. So you have to go to athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole. That's athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole. Check it out. And I will alternate, not all the time, but even if it's before the workout, typically we'll do some contrast therapy with sauna and like a cold shower. I don't have a cold plunge, mm-hmm. but I just do the, did you ever get into that? Do you ever experiment with cold therapy contrasting I with try. the sauna? <laughs> <laughs> I try. I am not a cold person at all. And I've done, I've done the ice baths, I and which are incredibly painful. And then I, I, I did one ice bath and then I'm like, okay. I know this is good for me. So I started doing my hands and feet because the lady that did the ice bath with me, she's like, you have the most nerve endings in your hands and feet. So if you can train your hands and feet, then you can pretty much do your whole body, which I don't think is true because I have a, I have an issue with like my torso in the cold water, but I will get in the shower every once in a while and brave it and turn it all the way down and just brave it for like two minutes. But it's not an everyday occurrence. Let's just put it that way. Same here. Same here. I'd much rather be in the sauna than anything cold. Me too. Me too. (laughs) So, I mean, and you mentioned uh, intermittent fasting based on your cycle, which I I mean, Mindy talks about this so eloquently, but you, can you, people are going to be wondering about that. So what, how do you intermittent fast based on your menstrual cycle? Yeah. So I start around day two through day nine. I usually will do a little bit more of a low carb kind of keto diet. I'm really more of more paleo, I think, than than true keto now. So I will, and I'll fast for longer. So most of the time I don't feel great in ketosis. Some people get like high and they're happy and I'm like, "Mm, not me. I get irritable and and like, we're still trying to crack my code on feeling good in ketosis, but I I will go into like 16, maybe, maybe sometimes 18 hour fast. And then, and then of course in the front half, so like I said, day two through nine, I'll do more healthy fats and, you know, leafy greens as we start to move into ovulation. And then for me, ovulation, I actually add back in a pretty heavy carb amount and do a little less of, of a fasting window. And then through what has I come out of ovulation as I go into that luteal phase of my cycle, it's more like higher carb. And I basically the week before I don't fast at all. Mm-hmm. And I give my body a break from that. So it's, there really is a rhythm with it. And everybody has a different rhythm. That's what Mindy and I talk about that all the time. Like everybody's rhythm is different. Like, and really finding what works for you is super, super important. Cause, and that's the great, that's the thing about this journey is really getting, it's not one size fits all. It's like, mm-hmm. know thyself. Like, and it, it's what I've also learned is even when I find the rhythm, that rhythm can change depending on what, where I'm at in my life, how much stress I have in my life at that point in time, how much I've been traveling. Mm-hmm. So it's really about being flexible. You know, there's, there's certain times where I feel just awful in the earlier half of my cycle. I mean, he's like, add back in some carbs, like just do it for a day and, and, you know, and don't fast as long. Mm -hmm. So it really is about, that's my, what I just said is my overall arching, you know, Mm -hmm. theme of my cycle, but it, it really is, you know, about being flexible within that. I love that. So flexible, intuitive, and I I want to like what you're talking about here, there's sometimes online on social media and people like having their opinions about everything. They pot, they conflate caloric restriction with intermittent fasting. You're not decreasing your calories at all. You're eating just in specific windows. I'm not decreasing my calories. I'm just eating my calories in a shorter window. And, you know, obviously on those other earlier parts of my cycle, trying to click over into autophagy to clean out, help my cells clean themselves out, which is Mm -hmm. not a fun experience sometimes (laughs) 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 because there's some gunk that needs to be cleaned out. So yeah, that's really why, why I'll go into some of those longer fasts to throw myself into autophagy for a couple of hours. And then after that, then no, I'm not restricting calories at all, mm-hmm. just shortening my window. So very intermittent. You mentioned supporting autophagy, the cellular recycling, a lot of the longevity research. You're doing longer fasts then. Is that what that looks like? Is that like an OMAD or what? what's that look like for the autophagy phases? Yeah. For autophagy for me, I usually switch over. I feel like my body switches over at around 15 or 16 hours. I'm, I'm luck. Luckily I feel like I, you know, my 
my glucose and I'm everything works very well in that, that area. So yeah, I feel like when I switch over, I allow myself to go into it for a couple of hours and then I'll eat and bring myself out of it. Mm -hmm. Cause like I said, it doesn't feel great. So I have to kind of plan those days when I don't have anything going on that I'm like, okay, I'm going to let my cells do their thing. Yeah. I'm going to feel maybe a little bit nasty for a couple of hours and then and then I'll eat and I come right out of it. So it. yeah, there's a grace, there's a lightness, there's a flexibility. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you clarified that. Like what for you, like do you, when you, you mentioned not feeling great when you're in ketosis, do you uh, mm -hmm. like, I love that too, or you're not stressing about it. It's just like, okay, it's not for me. You're not really yeah. obsessing about it and it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. No, it's, and it's, you know, I've had. I've learned so much about my body. I mean, I was, I had, I've had some issues with absorbing B12, which I know can be a, a, an issue also for some people when they go into ketosis, mm -hmm. which can be a factor in them not feeling great. Mm -hmm. So I was at one point, my cells weren't really absorbing iron very well in B12 and my, my methylation was really horrible. And all of those things have, are starting to click back into place. My methylation is much better. And, you know, all of these things that can, there can be some components mm -hmm. to, other things going on in your body that might make ketosis feel like shit. So, <laughs> yeah. so, and that's, I've been really working on, on those pieces for me to be able to start to feel better in ketosis. And sometimes I do, sometimes I get that energy shift and feel great. And then sometimes I don't, mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what and why that is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not like on a strict keto diet or anything along those lines. It's just really Mindy calls it you know, switching from sugar burner to fat burner. Mm -hmm. And we want our body to be able to do that, you know, efficiently. And mm -hmm. so I've trained my body to do that efficiently. And I just, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think my body likes a little more carb is what I'm starting to realize. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, that's totally fine. I, I, I like that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm all about a sweet potato. Like. <laughs> sweet potato fruits. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Give it to me. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned like, obviously things have to shift when you're on the road, you're on tour right now. You mentioned there's a biohacking like setup mm -hmm. on the road. How do you do it? Like, what's it look like on the road? How a lot of people ask me like patients that are new, like, how do I, if I have to travel for work, like, how do I still support my health and, and maybe eat healthy? What's, what's your routine look like on the road? It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of, a lot of forward thinking, looking at restaurants, finding places that I can get healthy food, you know, always having some protein powder in my bag so that, you know, I can find some, you know, almond milk or whatever it may be and make a shake. I mean, I usually pack like, I'll pack a little smoothie or a little like, like a shaker bottle with yeah, me. Okay. So I have, yeah, a little shaker thing. Yeah. So I have it on the road. I constantly pack really healthy snacks. Yeah. I am... I'm one of those people that like stresses out if I don't have food with me. Cause I, I just, I, I know I can be stuck in an airport somewhere, you know, when I wasn't expecting to be and then have nothing at my disposal. And, and so I, yeah, I, I prepare, I prepare <laughs> and it's hard. I mean, it, it is hard. Sometimes I realize that I'm not going to be able to put the healthiest food in my body and that's okay. Like sometimes you just, Sometimes you're eating because you need to eat, you need to fuel yourself. And, you know, I can't control, I can't control all the food when I'm, when I'm eating out. Mm -hmm. So, but when I get back home, I go right back into, you know, my normal routine and everything's grass fed and grass finished and organic. And, you know, and when I'm on the road, I just know that that's sometimes not going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't stress about it. Like stressing yeah. about healthy foods isn't good for our health at all. that's even worse for you yeah right <laughs> just give yourself some grace it's all right yes what so what uh you mentioned some healthy snacks what are some of your healthy snacks like must-haves that you have in your bag Ooh, i always love i love nut butters so uh pecan butter is one of my favorite things i'm from mississippi and i grew up on my grandfather used to sell pecans out of his car shop is what we used to call it. It was like a used car dealership. And he sold that watermelons and pecans. <laughs> so a very Southern thing. So I love some pecan butter. I also do the Paleo Valley meat sticks, yes. which are really great. So the, what's your Those favorite? Amazing. I like the, the teriyaki. I like the jalapeno. Those are my two favorites. Oh, I like the garlic. Okay. Like, I love garlic. The, like the summer sausage. <laughs> you might not want to kiss me after, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Those are big ones. Keto cups. I carry keto cups with me. What else do I care? I mean, you know, I'm constantly like, if I know I have to really eat lunch on a plane, like I'm, 
I'm packing, you know, some protein and vegetables and things I can eat cold turkey, like all those kind of, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, my, um, my husband always looks at me like, what are you carrying? Cause I look like I'm carrying a kitchen on a plane, but well, that's it. Hey, <laughs> Deal with I it. have, I have been known to have like a full on Tupperware thing of egg salad with some Simple Mills crackers on an airplane. Yes, it's me too. <laughs> and my husband thinks I'm nuts. He's like, you're opening eggs in the middle of a plane. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I have to eat. Yeah. Oh, I get the looks. I get the looks. <laughs> I did too. It's convenient. It travels well. <laughs> it's so true. I love it. That's hysterical. So does your husband eat the way that you do? How do you guys navigate that if you're doing things a little differently? He does now. Okay. <laughs> You've converted <laughs> he does him? Now. Yeah. So he basically, he's like, I always, he jokes. He's like, I eat for my cycle too. Because he's, <laughs> he's usually like, you know, he wants, he's usually lower carb and all this kind of stuff. And at the, at the last week of my cycle, he knows he's getting the pastas and he's getting all the carby vegetables. And he's like, I've just surrendered. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in sync. Your cycles are in sync. Now. Yes, we are. Our cycles are in sync. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, the podcast, it's called the art of being well at the end. I'll, I just want to get your art of being well. This is Leanne Rhymes art okay. of being well. What's the worst tasting healthy food that you still eat? It still tastes disgusting, but you know that it's good for you. It has some amazing signs behind it. Oh, huh. I know bone broth is amazing for me. And I have found ways to like, you know, some lemon, some cayenne, like some things to spice it up. But just the the consistency of bone <laughs> broth is what before I heat it up, it just, oh, little, it doesn't sit well with me. A little gelatinous. <laughs> is that what you're saying? It, it is. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> I can't look at it before I eat it. <laughs> what are two supplements that have been the biggest supporters for you? Hmm. Recently, I guess I would, I mean, I guess NAD would be a supplement. So NAD has been a new journey for me. I've been kind of dealing with some lower energy issues recently. And I did a, a couple rounds of NAD, which have been hugely helpful in, I mean, with energy, with mental clarity, my, definitely I could see a major difference in my sleep. Um, so that would have to be one of the main ones. And something that's really accessible for everybody that I, that I found, I love element packs. Me too. Like I love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's great potassium, magnesium. Like I, I, one of, on one of my blood tests a while back, I realized that I didn't have enough electrolytes going on. I was low in electrolytes. So I, on my element packs, I take them on the plane. Like one of the first things I do in the morning. So, and that's really, it's such so accessible for people to, yeah. and I feel like there's so many minerals that we don't even realize that we're low in. Mm -hmm. So I think Element and mag Magnesium too for me has been a, a really major help, yeah. especially with sleep. I love Element. I, what's And I definitely, it's like a non-negotiable. When I'm in my sunlight and sauna, I have a big mason jar full of Element. Nice. It's like the best. What's your favorite Element flavor? I like the raspberry. Probably is my favorite. Oh, I don't think I've tried the raspberry. I like the mango chili. Oh, yeah. I like the chili flavor. I like the mango chili. And just, I have to say, on oh, another way to use an element packet is a little mango chili with a tiny bit of tequila. <laughs> it's also very good. <laughs> you could do that in the sauna too. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> uh, great. And for the NAD, are you doing it like orally or you do IV? What, what's it look like for you? IV, yeah, intravenously. And I, I did like a series of... Uh, five rounds or five, five IVs within like a 10 day period. I started super low, like super, like 250 milligrams. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to deal with what everyone says this experience is. And I had this incredible experience. It's like euphoric for me. It like my cells love it. <laughs> it's like this happy experience. I definitely cramp a little bit with it, but I was able to work up to like 750 and no problem. So it's actually, I'm one of those weird people that enjoy an NAD trip. I love it. I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite? You're traveling, you've traveled the world many times over. What's your favorite restaurant in the world? This is going to be tough for you. What's your favorite restaurant in okay. the world? And when you're there, what do you order? Oh my God. I do love fish, although I've cut back on it, like uh, certain types of fish over the last year. 
but I, I'm, I'm a huge sushi fan. I love Nobu. Take me to a Nobu anywhere in the world and give me like pretty much anything on the menu. I'm a little, I'm a little more limited these days. They have like a, they have a salmon new style dish, which is like salmon with this incredible, like hot oil on it. It's so good. One of my favorite things. Love it. Sounds good. I've never been to Nobu. I know it's legendary. What? I've never been. I'm, I'm, we're going to know. All right, let's do it. Next time I'm in LA, and we'll do it. Yes. What is, have you, I have to, I don't know why this popped in my head, but Austin, Texas, have you ever been to picnic before? No. And I'm about to go to oh, Austin. You have to check picnic out. Maybe that's why, because I was like looking at your tour, I was at the different stop. Maybe that's why I thought of it. But yeah, check picnic out. This isn't sponsored by picnic, but I'm just saying that's so freaking good. <laughs> you, they have cassava tortillas. They have this fried fish tacos. Oh so good. Picnic. They're amazing. Yum. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's amazing. Uh, what is, what's somewhere that you haven't traveled to that you want to go to? Hmm. A good question. Wow, that's hard. <laughs> You're like, oh I've been God, everywhere. I've a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, I've been everywhere. Man. I think I, I think I'd like to go to Bali. That's definitely on my list of places to go. Yeah, that's one of Bali. them for sure. I, love I'm, I like, I like a good tropical place. Great. Do you know what any enneagram you are? The personality type. I do. And funny, I listened to one of your podcasts the other day and I was ready for this question. <laughs> I'm a three with a four wing. I love it. Three wing four. Leanne Rhymes. Yes. I love that you knew that. Nobody, you listen to the podcast. I, that means a lot. Nobody knows <laughs> the answer to that. Uh, that's funny. I had to go look it up. I had to go. I took the test a long time ago and it was in my email still. And I was like, hey, if he didn't ask me this question, I'm going to know what I am. <laughs> Uh, yes. I love it. Uh, that just made my day. Thank I love you. Love it. So, uh, what's a book that you've read in the last year that it could be fiction or nonfiction that just changed your life, got you thinking in a fresh new way? Oh, man, there's so many. One I'm reading right now is called The Origins of You, which has been an incredible book. It's simple. And kind of traces, obviously, you know, our traumas back to the the original origin story. And I've been through so much freaking therapy and trauma therapy and the whole thing. But the questions in the book, the simplicity of the questions are are so beautiful. And it's it's really started to all the things that I thought I had dealt with. I started to write, you know, it's starting to get to me to think of some of these traumas in my life in a completely different way. And so, yeah, it's been really eye-opening. I'm, I'm right in the thick of it right now, and I'm truly enjoying it. I love that. Sounds great. I have to check it out. What is, for you personally, I, I'm curious, out of all the songs you've written, out of all the songs you performed on stage, what's your favorite song to perform to this day? Oh, well, it would be, I think, a new experience from this record. There's a song called The Wild on this album that is so powerful, and it's it's very tribal and very primal. And there's so much great rhythm that we played with on this record, but especially that song. And it's in, I've had these incredible experiences in places where I, I wouldn't necessarily have thought that I would have gotten the reaction to the song that I, that I've gotten, but it's, you know, it's about, you know, women and, and our sexuality and how it's been shamed and reclaiming these parts of ourselves. And, you know, the, the song says, you know, the wild keeps her holy. And so I play the song and not only do the women stand up at the end of it, but there's men who are all of these men, like just standing up in, in, you know, support of that message. Mm -hmm. And I've had this experience by the end where I'm like, I'm singing, close my eyes and I open it, my eyes, and there's this whole crowd is standing wow. and I just, I've lost it. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, it, I remember writing that song and the first four lines are very explicit. And I remember thinking, can I say this? Like, it was so scary for me to be that like forthcoming with my rage mm -hmm. and to see how it really strikes a nerve in people. And it's so cool to see, like, it's, I think women, not only women, but all, all people are, are wanting mm -hmm. and needing that piece of themselves to be expressed you yeah. know especially now so it's been really a cool cool experience to have i love that i, I can't wait to see you live hopefully i'll, I'll just come in one of the yes. cities that you're 
playing in. Please do. This has been an amazing conversation. What? Where can people go to learn about this amazing album, your tour, all the work you have going on? Yeah, leanrhymes.com and of course, leanrhymes all over socials. Come, come hang out with me. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Great catching up. Yes. Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.